and then the other ship goes, all right, I'm right behind you. His name's Wade. Yeah. But he's taking his time. He's, like, really giving it to Reva, like, I'll be with you one sec. (laughs) (laughs) He peels out, and Reva just force grabs this explosive, which, why would you have an explosive just sitting there in the middle of your hangar? (laughs) I don't know. Right. Maybe it's gas, gasoline. Maybe, yeah. These prices, you can't just be throwing gas around. Like, right. Please, in this economy. <laughs> 99 Nerds, we are back. Episode 9, D9ers, and we're pumped. This is about to get dumb real quick. Before we start, though, if you are watching on YouTube, thank you. If you could comment, if you could like, if you could subscribe. We're going to ask some questions at the end for uh, comments, but heck, comment anything. Just literally anything because the algorithm demands a comment. If you are listening on Spotify, iTunes, give us a five-star rating. If you have enjoyed any of the content we've put out, we appreciate each of you. Now let's get into this. Uh, first of all, we got a third mic in the room. Everybody give it up for Sean Tacular. I'm back. This boy is back. Yay me. He is becoming a regular, and we can't get rid of him, regardless of how hard we try. David's here, too. I'm here, too. (laughs) Gang, gang. Gang. The gang's all here. All right, so we've got... (laughs) So that's new. We have Kenobi, episode four. We're here to talk about it. So let's talk about it. General thoughts. How did we feel? Now, are we going to do a rating right now, or are we going to rate at the end? I think we should do it now. Okay. You go first. No, I want to hear yours. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I would give it, I believe episodes one and two, I gave a 7.2. And then episode three, I gave an 8.2. I'm giving this a 7.9. Okay. I thought it was just a hair less thumbs up-y than episode three. Sean, what do you think? I'm going to say... I am a princess of Alderaan. <laughs> um, yeah, it wasn't, uh, it, it wasn't... It wasn't my favorite by far. It was... Uh, episode four to me actually was kind of when I felt like the thing sort of started to unravel. Uh-oh. It felt like there's like, okay, this isn't working for me anymore. And I, I kind of... St- I got hung up on certain directional things that just didn't seem to work. Okay. So overall, I didn't hate it, but... There was parts of it that I was like, guys, this is like filmmaking 101. You don't screw this up. Mm. So I thought that it was fun. I enjoyed it. You had fun. I liked it. I would probably give it a 8.0. Okay. So we're right in there. Sean, did you give it a rating? I don't. I missed it. Um, I would say, honestly, like six, maybe five. Dangers. Mm. Okay. I mean, you have your feelings. And my feelings are valid. Well, we'll find out, won't we? So I think this episode was better than any episode in Boba Fett. And it wasn't even like a slam dunk of an episode. So (laughs) that's true. I, you know what I noticed thinking through this? Because now it's like, I can't just watch it, enjoy it. I really got to dissect it and rate it so that I can talk to you people about it. Um, I I will say that I'm a huge Clone Wars fan. We have talked about this a hundred times. If this was a Clone Wars episode, I would probably give it like a mid eight or even a low nine, Um, but it wasn't. It is a live action, and I will weight the two differently, and I think with the live action, you've got to bring a better punch in certain aspects, Uh, whereas if it was animated, I'd be like, heck yes, I loved this. It was great, Um, but there were certain things that I didn't think worked. But there were a lot of things that did. So, Like what? What didn't work? Well, should we recap the episode? Yeah, or should we? let's start from the beginning. Okay. So we get Kenobi. He awakes. He's just been defeated by Darth Vader. He is burned up, and he gets thrown in a back-to-tank. Cool little parallel between Luke in the back-to-tank mm-hmm. and Obi-Wan in the back-to-tank. And they paralleled the shot with Vader in the back-to-tank. So we know at this point, the back-to-tank just heals everything. If you get doused in there, any ailment you have is going to be fixed. Uh, Boba Fett in the back-to-tank. Uh, we saw at the end of Boba Fett, what's his name? Uh, the dude, Sheriff. Yeah, uh, give me one second. Vanth. Vanth, yeah, Cobb Vanth. Cobb Vanth in the back-to-tank. He got shot in the shoulder. 
So now that he's in the back to tank, he'll be fine. Who else was thrown in a back to tank? Um, Boba Fett. Kersantan is owed some right. time in the back to tank. It's apparently. just like the thing. Like when you're injured, it's like the hyperbaric sleep chamber. It's It'll take you to another level in recovery, apparently, in Star Wars. Uh, so Obi-Wan in the back to tank. He seems to be better, but he's having flashes of what happened to him, and he's wrecked because he got wrecked. Um, actually, Christian Haydenson came out and said, uh, Christian Haydenson. What did I say? Christian Haydenson. I think you said, uh, are you talking about Hayden Penitiera? Hayden Christensen. (laughs) What did I say? Christian Uh, Haydenson. (laughs) It's fine. Um, he actually came out and said, they asked him about that Vader Obi-Wan fight in episode three. Mm -hmm. And he came out and said, he thinks that Vader saw Obi-Wan as it almost shocked him how weak he was in the force and vader was just playing with him he thinks i'm glad he said that because it shocked me how that duel went and it shocked me vader's response throughout the whole thing so i'm glad he obviously hayden christensen knows what happens in five and six that maybe gives us more indication of why things went down in number three the way they did right what did you think sean uh for for me, the fight at the end of three. Yeah, we didn't get your thoughts on three. So, uh, I felt like it kind of suffered from like directional problems again. There was, uh, there was kind of just like some weird things going on where you don't really, you don't really feel like you're inside Darth Vader's head. Like I get it. Obi Wan is got they. You know they spent a lot of time focusing on how he kind of like is all upset about uh, the fight, um, watching Vader kill all those people outside. So I know where Obi-Wan is emotionally, but I don't really get a sense of what Vader wants. Sure. They didn't really, and it's the problem of the villain having a mask. You don't actually see his face. Right. When you don't know what Vader wants, it's like, okay, he's just, is he, does he want to kill Obi-Wan? Right. Does he want to torture him? Does he want to seemingly mess with them, but then like just bring him back somewhere? Does he want to capture him? But I didn't really yeah. know what he wanted. And so the, the stakes of the fight and the actual action just kind of, don't work for me. Sure. It's weird. It's weird. Yeah, it felt weird. I don't know. That was the, that's like the, we kind of talked about, like it felt a notch lower than the movies, which I really don't want it to be. I want it to be the movies. Uh, I don't want it to be a good Clone Wars episode. I want it to be a movie. So he gets out of the back to tank. He realizes he's on the rebel planet. Um, I wrote it down. Talk to the B. Jabim. Oh, Jabim. Jabronius. Um, let me look at my notes. Before that, though, we've got Leia and Reva talking. Right. So Reva has taken Leia, and she has taken her back to the Inquisitor base. This is the Inquisitor base on the water moon of Nur, N-U-R, and that is in the Mustafar system, which is Vader's planet. He's taken ownership over it. Uh so she's with Reva, and she's being interrogated. And Reva is trying to get anything out of her that she can. Where's the rebel base? Where is this path that these Jedi have been taken to safe passage and yada yada? She's trying to yoink that information out of Leia's brain. Yoink. Right. And I, I did not like this. I thought it was so cringy. Uh-oh. It opens up with Leia. I am a princess of Alderaan. You can't- I am a princess of Alderaan. We have the sound blade. <laughs> Sean with the SB. I don't have to do it anymore. Um, but no, you get little Leia with the sass. You know, you can't talk to me or hold me or whatever. My father's a senator. And Reva comes in. You have no rights here, princess. I I hate the way she talks. I hate it. Um, I can't stand it. It's driving me crazy. Every time she opens her mouth, I'm not liking her more and more. There's a lot of dialogue with Reva that is less than acceptable. It's been... There's been moments where it's just like... There's a lot of things working in this scene. There's a lot of things working with this story. And, I mean, I'd hate to be the guy that piles on because the internet has already done a good job of that. But it is kind of like Reva is the one aspect that's like... Don't care for that. Right. Don't like that, in the words of Michael Scott. So, nope, don't like that. <laughs> exactly. So, she's trying to interrogate Leia, 
and um, Leia doesn't give her anything. I will say one one thing I did like with that whole Leia Riva situation was like she almost like gets Riva on her side, and she's like. Well, Reva's trying to play good cop, bad cop, and she's like, no, we're all on the same team. The Jedi don't like you. She convinces her, nice convinces her that Obi-Wan is dead uh, and that he doesn't care. Nobody's coming. Nobody cares about you. You need to give us this information so we like can pain. help. <laughs> I hope you like pain. Like that. I, uh, I yeah. Every time she talks, I can't stand it. I can't. It's a different brand of dialogue. It's like not the Star Wars brand. Is right. kind of the way I would describe it. Um, it's not menacing. It's not scary. No. It's like she's not intimidating. It's very like you so th- you think you're the, all here, that and you're what, not. Here's what went wrong in that scene. You finally have Reva. Like she's, she's settled down for once, okay? Mm-hmm. She's in a room with a little girl. She clearly was a youngling herself. So there should be some kind of like connective tissue with her backstory and her talking to this girl, Leia. Right. She even is holding her droid and she says, I had a droid once, you know, when I was little. Mm -hmm. And you're like, ah, here we go. They're going to like open up her backstory. You know, they're going to make us go, okay, this is what she wants. This is where she's come from. This is what she's feeling. Maybe of all the people in the world, in the galaxy, she's going to actually talk to Leia about where she's come from. And so you're watching it thinking this is when it's about to happen. And then it never happens. Right. It's kind of weird because I feel like it's by the fourth episode, right? A place in the story, you really need to know more about Riva to kind of like to enjoy watching her and sure. to, to get plugged into her story and what she wants. But they kind of just like the whole scene just ignores it. I, I, I don't understand why you wouldn't, Start unwrapping, yeah, the layers, the layers like that, right? right. Like ogres, like onions. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Yeah. So, I <laughs> the other dialogue that was kind of weird was you get the the guy who's like leading the rebel base on Jabim, and they're like broken. We're like, we you need to go. You need to help us. We need to save this girl. She knows where we're at. She knows everything. Like they can't interrogate her, or we're screwed. So we need to go get her. And he's like, I'm not helping you. I'm not helping you. I had a wife, and I saw what the Inquisitors could do. I knew what she was. I knew the risk. And they came, and what they did to her. So if you want my help, you got it. Yeah, it, like, doesn't make any sense. (laughs) Like, he's so against helping them, and then, like, he just (laughs) monologues, and then at the end of his monologue, he's like, you know what? Screw it. I'm in. <laughs> he's, the guy, he's, he's the guy from he's the guy from straight out of Compton. So he's just like, yo, those Jedi, forget them, man. And then ten seconds later he's like, Oh, you know what, man? I got you. I'm in. So they're then they've got the they somebody got the plans to the Inquisitor base on Nur. Yeah, he just happened to know. Yeah, I'll help you. By the way, this is where they're at. This is where they are. We've got oh, the plans. Nice. You just know. Okay. Yeah, so they've got the diagram of the building. It's like, oh, how do we going to get in? Well, it's a water planet, and they're deep in the water. How deep does it go? Maybe we could get underneath. So they hatch this plan. Um, Tala Shadi is going to infiltrate the base, uh, pose as an Imperial officer like she has been, and then Obi-Wan is going to sneak in somehow. We'll see. Uh what did you guys think about all that? I th- I mean, I think it's a cool idea of an episode. Yeah. All right. Can, two people are going to go into this fortress of right. Empire Inquisitors. It was very Rebel-esque or Clone Wars-esque. Yes. Like, I, no, it very Star Wars-esque. That yeah. is Star Wars. Right. Sneaking and disguised. Against Sneaking. all odds. Oh, my precious. Oh, my precious. <laughs> <laughs> I am a princess of Kylan. That's it. Sorry. So anyway, but anyway, Tala, yeah, is shoddy. <laughs> She's got this in in the Empire, where she is a Empire officer, and she has clearance codes, and it's just the perfect plot armor to have. Right. Um. But I like this girl because. Throughout the episode, she actually keeps proving herself as a total baller. Yeah. Um, and I I wrote down, um, I noticed, like, her going aboard 
the Inquisitor Fortress. It was almost like a Agent Callus parallel. Sure. From Rebels. Mm-hmm. Um, Agent Callus oh. is a <laughs> Imperial officer in in the Empire. Oh yeah, and yeah. He's, he uh, ends up turning. He's best buds with your your boy Kanan, except not Rebels. no with Garizeb Aurelius. Oh shoot! Get owned um, with the facts. So Callus is actually a sweet character. Yeah. He's um, like, you know how um, Redhead Boy from General Hux? You know I'm how, the spy. You know how General <laughs> <laughs> You know how General Hux was the spy and how that storyline really sucked? Uh, Angie Callus did that first, and it was a storyline that did not suck. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah, he, uh, he has a full circle where he is the villain for most of the show. Right. But then he turns to the light. Right. Just like Vader. Um, but, yeah, Tala... Goes aboard the Inquisitor Fortress and she tries to get through security. And head security officer's like, Yo, this isn't your sector. What are you doing here? And she just like turns on this like she manipulative, she like pulls rank. Yeah. She, he Shoot. says, I'm the head security officer here. And she looks at him and goes, Well, I'm your commanding <laughs> officer. <laughs> Yellow Oscar, Lima Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Let's say Stone Mountain 64 or something like that. He's the goat. Yeah. Did um, you see who played that actor? No. no. It was Ron. No way. No way. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say. Uh, Ron from uh, Multiverse of Madness, of course. Yeah. We're going to be looking for him. Uh, promising career. with Look on his career with great interest. Absolutely. Palpatine style. Anyway, um, Paul, or Paula. Tala. Shout out. Pulls rank and uh, she gets through the security into the uh like i don't the know room. what you call it yeah the room with all the, the computer intel. room <laughs> yeah the computer <laughs> lab <laughs> yeah um and this is where she starts working on the inside to get kenobi yeah. in and you see the plan you see kenobi underwater mouth breathing piece in mouth which is what a parallel of what total parallel of Episode one, Phantom Menace, him and Qui-Gon swimming down to the Gungan City. Uh, nice little tidbit of Overs Canovers using his swimming ability. Jar Jar hits his quadruple front flip. Into the water. Jar Jar. Yeah. So there was a lot of like parallel scenes in this one. A lot from A New Hope. We'll get, there's a couple more that show up. And yeah. So then Kenobi is swimming underneath the base. Tala opens up some secret hatch. He swims through it. Knocks out a stormtrooper with ease because that's what stormtroopers do. They get knocked out with ease, and then he's in. I'm in. Yeah, I thought that scene was pretty cool. I, I liked it. it. It was again. It was like okay. I like where this is right. going. I like this story that they're telling right now. Yeah. Um, I like the. I, I'm a sucker for Easter eggs and parallels. You really are. I loved that when I <laughs> saw him swimming with the mouth thing. I was like, yo, that's episode one. That's yeah. so cool. Yeah. But um, anyway, from that scene, we cut to Riva talking to Leia again. And she's like, you know what? If you're not going to tell me where the path is, um, which the path is this network of force sensitive people that um, are taken as refuge. It's like the Underground Railroad. Yeah. For Jedi. Exactly. Or for force sensitive kids. Yeah. Um, so there's two things going on. They want Kenobi, but they also want the path. Right. The network. They of, want to shut it all down. Right. So <coughs> Reva's trying to get the info out of Leia. And at this point, all this cringy dialogue, I'm like, why don't you just use your OP powers right. and just read her mind? Well, sure enough, she tries. And she's like, oh, you're strong. It's like, okay, you can't yeah. even get A this info out of strong right you'd think that reva would read through the lines like huh i can't read this 10 year old's mind maybe there's but, something going on maybe she's force sensitive but no i think this plays into that uh little bit ben kenobi has in episode four where he tells luke because luke's like when the, he uses the force on mm -hmm. the you don't need to see my identification right right he explains to luke what that means he says yeah it's the force works on the weak-minded right so not necessarily someone who's force sensitive. Yeah, but how many ten year olds are not weak minded? Leia. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, she's, Reva found that out. 
I honestly, when she was interrogating her and like the music's getting intense and Reva's like hammering her with questions and you can tell, tell she's squirming in her chair and like Kenobi's dead. Nobody's coming for you. Nobody cares. The Jedi are all your enemy, yada, yada, yada. I was thinking for a second, like, dang, is, is Leia about to show, like, is Leia about to tap into some force sensitive stuff? Right. Um, which obviously the answer is no, because then Reva would immediately know that she's force sensitive, but like they almost set that up where it's like Leia might do something here. Like she might discover something about herself here, right. but she obviously didn't. So yeah, that was pretty intense. But then Kenobi starts trying to find Leia and he's traversing through these hallways and he's this underwater fortress. And that's when Ish gets real. What happens? So Kenobi is talking to Tala and she's kind of walking him through the schematics of the fortress, trying yep. to get him to the detention level. Yep. Um, that scene actually might have the first um, in Star Wars reference to God. Mm. How so? Because I noticed with the subtitle, she says, uh, I don't know, she said something like, God, this place is a fortress. <laughs> I was like, dang, Disney. Disney that's no, C-3PO says it. Thank the maker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you talking about Anakin? I know. I do believe they think I'm some sort of. I am a prince. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They, well, before. Okay. So before Kenobi goes down all these hallways, this was part of the cringiness of this episode. Tala has this encounter with another Imperial officer that's like, hey, this is in your station. What are you doing here? You need to follow me. And so she follows him 10 feet away behind like a little barricade thing. And she knocks him out, which is like, okay, that's fine. Except there's like seven other officers in this computer lab. And it's like, none of them noticed that she just knocked out some dude and went right back to the computer. That was like, you know what? <laughs> I actually uh, liked that scene because I feel like in every movie, every TV show ever, you get that, wait a minute, you're caught moment. Right. And then they just face the consequences where she's like oh i've been caught okay and then the next thing you know she just knocks the guy out and it's like okay back to the plan i was cool with her knocking him out i wasn't cool with the fact that there was seven other dudes standing in the computer lab who didn't notice or even like okay if somebody says hey this isn't your station you need to follow me everybody's gonna turn around and watch them right they were all just okay robotic i didn't like that i'll let you have that one that was part of my rating some of the things in that episode especially that they, it seems like they, I, and I hope I don't over, I'm, I don't hope, I'm, I hope I'm not overthinking this. It kind of seemed like in some ways they showed up on set with a script. Mm -hmm. They knew it had to happen, but they didn't know how to block it. Mm -hmm. It's almost like they showed up on set and it's like, okay, she has to fight a guard. Right. Where? Like, where, what are we going to do? Like, sure. Yeah. Have to have them. We're gonna have to have her punch him behind a wall and right. just imagination. Nobody <laughs> notices, you know. But one's brief scene during that whole thing was Obi Wan was trying to get a hold of her and he couldn't. And there was a sh quick shot of an intercom sitting on a table and him saying, "Tala, Tala, are you there?" Which was an exact parallel to New Hope, Episode Four. Luke Skywalker trying to get a hold of C three PO in the trash compactor. There, well, they were, yeah, he's in the trash compactor. C-3PO and R2 are hiding in the closet in that command room, and the intercom is sitting on the desk, and you hear Luke through it. Nice little parallel Star Wars. Is that, the, is that the part where Luke says, will you shut up and listen to me? Uh, that was, no, that was before that. Because that's when they get the intercom, and he says, Master Skywalker! We've been in some trouble here. And then yeah. he says, will you shut up and listen to me? Right, so yeah. this was before that because it That's was my favorite part. It's, <laughs> it's the exact same intercom, not accidental by any means, exact same intercom sitting on the, on the table shot in the exact same direction. That was a good parallel. Star Wars. Star it's Dose. like poetry. It mm -hmm. rhymes. It seems to echo itself. I love that about Star Wars. Big Star Wars. I love it. There. That's right. Um, there was another... So, right, and then while that was happening, while he was getting a hold of Tala, there was another parallel scene because he is in the hallway. The stormtroopers hear his intercom go no, off. No, can no. we talk about how that was the 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 dumbest thing I might have ever seen in my life? <laughs> oh, when the stormtroopers walk around the when corner, when he walks, it's like they're right there, <laughs> yeah, and they expect me to believe 
that he's like, oh, and he jumps in the alcove, and they're right there. Yeah, that was not shot well. They just didn't see him. <laughs> they should have had those stormtroopers come in two seconds later. And yeah, I'm sitting there thinking, yeah. like, I'm an editor. Right, I right. know what you had to do. Just just splice the shot, mm-hmm. crop one part, and bring in the other, and then just, like, time displace the shot of them walking in from the side yeah. by, like, Two seconds. That's all right, you had yeah. to do. See, as you can see, like me and David are passionate about this. Sean brings a whole nother dynamic, though, of the filmmaking shot side where he's going to be using terms that we won't because he's next level with the film. I'm wizardry. usually really happy about this stuff. That's kind of hot in here today. It's hot outside. So. It is hot. It's a hot day. But yeah, I agree. That was pretty ridiculous. Blood's boiling. Those stormtroopers should have came in two seconds later. But let's just suspend belief here. Let's just take me back to eight-year-old Austin watching it like I'm a newborn infant kid who's eight years old. <laughs> if you ignore that part little baby jesus don't know what <laughs> she finally grabs the intercom tala and says ben ben and the stormtroopers hear it and they stop and they're looking and they're searching and then kenobi uses the force to make a noise in the other room and then they scurry away which is the exact parallel of what he does in episode four to tombs two stormtroopers in the death star yeah, I liked. I thought that that was interesting. I didn't mind that uh, that kind of a uh, idea. Yeah, but I was just like, I was pulled so far back. I agree. It's it is funny because in retrospect, you know, Star Wars is really cool. Star Wars is something we all love, we enjoy, we're we're emotionally invested in it. So for us, it's better than it is. It's almost like right. it's almost for like, sure. It's like, your, it's like it's like your favorite food, you know? Right. It doesn't. It's not like the best food in the world, but it's your favorite. Right. You just enjoy it more than it's greater than some of its parts. So it's a little bit of a bummer when for me, sometimes I watch stuff like that. Yeah. And the more I learn about filmmaking, the more I'm aware of this stuff. I'm like, wait a minute. That was lazy guys. You and didn't even try. This is my star Wars. And man. this, they should have like the a of a teams on this. Like even S team. I mean, S T team. They should get the Sean Terry team. in. Oh my gosh. Maybe. Couple nice parallels, but then the meat and potatoes of the episode really hits. That's when Kenobers goes down a hallway, and they had mentioned beforehand, like, oh, I can't get schematics on what's going down in those lower levels. I can't get a reading on what's down there. Well, then Kenobi gets down to the lower levels, and he sees what's down there. What's down there? Oh, my God, it's a tomb. It's he doesn't tomb. say, oh, my God, because they don't mention God, remember? He says the... Uh he says the Boromir line. It's a tomb. Yeah, this is no yeah. mine. It's a tomb. Yeah. It's like word for word. Yeah. He is Boromir. Wow. Lord of the Rings. And they look the same. Come on. Oh, my gosh. We might be on something. <laughs> so we see in, it almost looks like an amber casing, like Jurassic Park, mosquitoes stuck in the amber, uh, a bunch of dead Jedi, like clearly trophies. Now, we know from seeing Star Wars Episode Nine. Uh, and also they've sprinkled it into the Mandalorian. They are trying to bridge the gap a little bit and fill in some plot holes to show us how Palpatine somehow returned. Somehow Palpatine's returned. <laughs> right. They are trying to show us how that happened because they pulled that out of their buttockses and now they right. need to fix it. Oh, so this... Anywhere but there. This is a little tidbit of like... We know that Palpatine is trying to become immortal. He's trying to live forever. He's trying to be able to come back uh, even after he dies. And he's doing that through apparently dissecting or testing like all these force sensitive beings and Jedi. So it's like, is this a trophy room of all the people that Vader has killed or the Inquisitors have killed? Or is this something to do with Palpatine and his quest for immortality? Either way, first Jedi we see is just my boy. I forget his name. Sanube. <laughs> Sanube. Tara Sanube. He's the guy. Sean, who's Tara Sanube? You wouldn't know. Why would anybody care? Sean. I looked him up. He's the lightsaber trainer guy. He's Stop it. No, he's not really a lightsaber trainer. He's he's this wise old Jedi master who... Anymore, not. He might be a Jedi Knight. I can't remember. But he has a couple of episodes. He's in about three or four episodes in Clone Wars. Is he a major character? No. But he's a lovable character. That shows up enough where you know enough about him where when they sh- they showed him dead hanging up in this amber thing, all I could say was 
Frick. Not that guy whose name I forgot, but I definitely remember who he was. <laughs> He's just this old sweet guy. He has an episode where he teaches uh, Ahsoka about patience. And as you can imagine, Ahsoka is Anakin's Padawan, so she has no patience so for nothing. So she finally learns patience at some point. She learns patience she through lightsaber my stolen. boy. Yeah. And she has to Gosh. get it back. Right. It's a did, good episode. Did she always have the, the white lightsabers? No. No, no that's no. right. She had like blue ones. Or she, had, well, she had green and yellow. Yep. And then I think she had blue and green. Um, and then I think she had double blue. Double blue in season seven. And then double white. Right. Interesting. Super interesting. Yeah. So he's a sweet old man, and he got murked by somebody. So that was a cool little Easter egg. One cool thing about him is he's got this wooden staff that he walks around with because he's so old, but his wooden staff is his lightsaber. Sneaky, sneaky. Can't trust any Speaking old Speaking of wooden lightsabers. Oh, my God. Gunji's is goaded. I didn't get to talk about Gunji. Did you guys talk about him? Yes. I hope there was a 10-minute segment on him. Just a little bit. Gunji's coming back for Bad Batch Season 2, and I'm pumped. He's got a wooden hilt, which I asked a couple. I asked you like what your ideal hilt uh, yeah, I made, lightsaber well, would be. Yeah, the Mace Windu one. And, right. Uh, a dual-wheeled Mace Windu orange lightsaber, yeah, yeah, yeah. from what I remember. Um, we got a comment on one of our YouTube videos. Somebody said a Darth Maul dual-bladed dark saber, and I thought that would be that's sweet, pretty baller. Which made me say, "Shoot, give me Gunji's hilt. I'll throw a picture of it right." Dave, here's what I think of here. Gunji. Every time you don't have new- to read it, <laughs> <laughs> it's just something to think about. Um, Gunji's hilt is wooden <laughs> and it's goaded, and I would have a Gunji hilt with a dark saber. That's that would sweet. be my ideal. If I can't have that, give me Obi Kenobi, episode three. Um, so back to the recap. <laughs> while <laughs> all exactly this is going like- on, <laughs> while all this is going on, and Obi Wan's in the tomb, um, Riva is still interrogating Leia. Riri and has enough and says, "All right, if you're not going to give me my info, then we're going to go torture you." Let's Shoot. Try, and she gives a cringy little line. It's time to make those tears real. I hope you like pain. <laughs> I, again, I, I don't want to keep beating a dead horse here, but she's, she's, I hate her, her voice, like Beat all of her horse, lines. bro. <laughs> Beat that horse. Dang, dude. Yeah. She's just, every time she talks, it lowers the score of the episode. Some of her lines just don't hit like they should. Um, but she takes, Leia to interrogation. And uh, actually, before this, she um, she asked Leia, like, you know, we're on the same side here. Yeah. Just give me the info. She's playing good cop. And Leia hits her with this. Okay, I'll tell you what you want to know. But first, can I call my dad? If we're on the same side, like, we're, we're good for that, right? Or something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Leia tries to, like, manipulate Reva. Yeah. But she Jedi mind tricks her almost. But Reva is having none of it. I'll, I'll say, I'll it. say, uh, you know, the characterization of Leia actually started growing on me a little bit. Um, it's still a little bit weird because I'm pretty sure the actress is not the age she's supposed to be. She, she actually is. is. We looked it up. Really? She's ten. She well, oh I gosh. think as they were shooting it, she was. Get out! <laughs> she was, she was almost ten when they were filming this, but she's ten years old now because okay. we were talking about how there's no way she's ten. Happy birthday! I looked up her. Uh, her, her stats. Uh, IMDB, yeah, she yeah. is 10 years old. Well, that's all right, then. That makes sense. Well, then I'll say this. What's kind of cool about her character is I um, I think it's hard f- usually in movies to make a kid be portrayed like the adult version we're familiar with. Right. So with, with Leia, it seems <coughs> like you were over time able to start to get the idea she's really bossy. Yeah. She's very headstrong. Like, that's her kind of key thing. Yeah. And she doesn't really get intimidated by people. Right. She's a little bit, she's kind of got a sass to her. And that characterization eventually kind of worked for me. Yeah, I, think, I agree. I think we're always predisposed to like hating kids. And when she media. showed up, episode one and two is like, it's it feels very displaced putting the words of a grown woman into a 10-year-old girl. princess of Alderaan. It feels a little displaced, but it, like you said, it grows on you to where by episode three, I appreciated her a lot more. And now yeah. four and five, it's like, that's who she is. So I'm, I'm cool with it. Um, 
But yeah, she takes her to the torture chamber. And as Kenobi is walking down this tomb, he sees our boy Sanube. And then he sees a few characters that we do not know. They um, do highlight some chick yeah. in a tomb, which we don't know yet. But there's rumors that this girl, I think it's the girl. Okay. You get a shot of this girl's face. Her With face, yeah. The other ones, it's just quick body. Right. You know, he's walking by him. But we get a shot of a girl's face in a tomb. And there's rumors this might be someone who shows up in Bad Batch, okay. uh, the new season. There's an, there was another that, uh, one. Omega? No. No. No, no. Okay. There was another one. He was like a big guy with like Mongolian garb. He's wearing like a big dress type thing. I think he was rumored to be in Bad Batch 2 as well. Oh, well, then that's probably who I'm talking about. Oh, okay. Somebody, I saw a quick screenshot on Instagram. I didn't do any digging, but I saw somebody said, can't wait to see that character in Bad Batch. So. We'll see. Right. I was surprised. I was. I paused that scene and watched. I was surprised that uh, Quinlan Voss wasn't in there. Well, is he going to show up in season two of Over? Can no. Over? No, I don't think so. I, we both said. No. I think. Uh, I don't think he's showing up. They might be creating more uh, like content for comics or books or something. Yeah, I mean that's that which... scene was very intentional. Where I was surprised that I only recognized Sanube. Like that was the only callback. Everybody else was like, mm, "Do I know that person?" No, I don't think so. But then the big crescendo, the big oh-ish moment was at the very end. There is a youngling all the way at the end of the hallway. And when Kenobi sees the youngling, his face just completely drops. And I think, in my opinion, this is the moment where Kenobi is like, okay, I have to do something about this. Seeing the youngling in that hallway was his like... He's slowly been reconnecting to the Force throughout this series. Which, that's what I really liked about this episode. Yeah. You know, some people are pooping on the episode, but there's a couple things happening. He's saving Leia, but he's also getting more in tune with the Force right. as it goes on. Right. And I love that. That was his, like, call to action moment. I I can't let this happen again. What Anakin did, the fact that this kid is in this trophy room is just, like, sick. And then as he's looking at the youngling, he hears Leia screaming for help because she's about to be tortured. And that's where Kenobi goes piss mode. Yeah, he calls Tala and says I need a distraction right now because he could feel Leia's yeah. in trouble. Yeah. Um, so, what does Tala do? She summons Reva. She Riri. calls for uh, someone to get Reva because she has important intel. Oh my gosh. I was told so, this can't wait. Yeah, as Reva's about to ter- interrogate. Like, oh, I just want to torture this kid. Right. I hope you like pain. <laughs> So as she's about to torture her, someone summons Reva and says, this can't wait. Someone wants you. It's Tala. Um, And Tala turns on this manipulation mode again and starts lying to her and telling her, like, I know where the path is. I know where this network's at. Um, They're on Florum, which Mm -hmm. do you remember what Florum is? I don't. It's the stuff you have in your uh, teeth, right? That makes them healthy. Right. Nine of ten dentists recommend it. Fluoride or Florum. What is Florum? I forget. Um, so Florum, I'm not 100% on this. That's why I asked you. <laughs> but I, I want to say Florum is where Hondo's at. Tanaka? Yeah. Sean, why don't you double check me on that? Oh Florum is All the right. planet where Hondo and the pirates are. I will fact check you in real time. Um, and yeah, so I thought that was funny. She name dropped Florum. But Tala... Um, turns on this manipulation and she... You're right. That's where Hondo's at. Oh, well job. I knew it. Side note, what happens on Florum that is totally baller that involves our Ober Kenober? Remember uh, his battle? His him, duel? him, Anakin, and Dooku. Oh, no. There's a lot that happened on Florum. Yeah, Florum is pretty prominent in Clone Wars. He has a duel with Darth Maul. And, and Darth Maul's brother. Yeah. This is right after Darth Maul's brother, Savage sends his horn on his head through a Jedi's chest. Yeah, That's baller. Kenobi goes there with another Jedi and they kill her immediately and then Obi has to face them two on one and he freaking wrecks. Yeah, he, he keeps... He goes piss... Mo- He's never gone more P-mode. That's that's one of my favorite Star Wars... Mo- I would say top ten moment. Yeah, that's that's a top five duel in Clone Wars for sure. So, anyway, Florum. Uh, she says they're on Florum. They're on Florum. And Reva just listens, and Tala starts to just spew lies and just try to throw her off and say, I know where the path's at. I've, I found some evidence that would indicate they're on Florum. Trust me, I've been studying this. I've been all over this. 
Right. Um, Kenobi is there. We need to pull the trigger now and do it. And Reva looks at her and goes, yeah, that's good. Unless you're lying. And it's oh just like, gosh. okay. <laughs> and, she, and she says something like, it's crazy how at your checkpoint, mm. an old man and a little girl got away. Unless you're hiding something or you're a spy. And she goes, you're right. I'm the spy. <laughs> She's like, you're right. I am a spy. I've been undercover. And I basically, she flips it and says, I was helping Kenobi and Leia to learn more about right. where they were going and mm-hmm. who, right. you know. She'll pulls the Uno reverse reverse card. Right. Yeah. Which I thought was sweet. I really liked Tala. Yeah, like she was a great. lot. She was great in this episode. Except... There's a scene where she takes out two stormtroopers. So that's what we're getting to. It was cringe. So Kenobi is seen by a seeker droid in the hallway. Your, seeker droid hits well, the hold alarm. On. Before this, he gets Leia. Right. And he gets Leia in the most Batman oh, yeah. way possible. Yeah. Lights cut out. And I said two words, Sean. Look at me, Sean. Sean. Okay. What's the matter? I said two words. And I was all like, well, I'll do it. <laughs> I said two words. I said, hell yeah. When the lights cut out. Get out! <laughs> and then Kenobi ignites his lightsaber out of nowhere and draxes one of the st- stormtroopers and then immediately turns his lightsaber off. Sneaky, sneaky. Back into the shadows. Yeah. Reignites his lightsaber, kills the other stormtrooper. Cinematically, I thought it was beautiful. Yes. It was the same feel as the elevator scene in the yep. Batman when the, all you're seeing is like... The, the room is being lit up by the gunfire. Right. So you're seeing Batman fight for every shot they're taking. Right. So cinematically, it's beautiful. In Star Wars, this parallel is Kenobi igniting his lightsaber. That's what you're seeing. Right. Is his ignition of the lightsabers, you know, showing he, what he's doing. But Here's the only thing. I said, hell yeah. But then somebody pointed it out in a video that I saw. And you and me had a conversation about this, Sean, but the mics weren't about, on. About what? About how they are using FX lightsabers yeah, yeah. to film this. Right. And one of the the first stormtrooper that he takes out when he ignites his lightsaber, he hits him in the chest. And the way somebody described it was, does Disney know how yeah, lightsabers like, work? Bink. He hits him in the chest and it bounces, which right. is exactly what would happen if I hit you with an FX toy, lightsaber, with a toy lightsaber. With a toy lightsaber. Yeah. And somebody said, are they using it for like the lighting effect? Like it gives the right glow? Most, yeah, most certainly. And that's, that goes back to like what I said about it. It sometimes seemed like they were on set and they didn't really know how to, sure, you know, choreograph how that would happen. Sure. And another reason I think that is because as they're fighting that he would have to hit them more than once, I think. Yeah. And it was a little confusing because then, um, didn't they cut away from that back to the thing with Tala and Riva? I think so. Yeah. Um, it's almost like he took him long. It, it did. It took him. He didn't just kill him all in one go. Right. He kind of had to like. But it start was. He struck him like three times. Where it's like, this is a lightsaber. These, these poor stormtroopers really just ignite can't get a break. slash unignite. Yeah. I mean, it would have been really quick. But yeah, the the bounce off the guy's chest was like. This feels cheaper than it should be. Right. Like a TV show. And you even go back to the movies with Ray and Kylo. Any any force clashing they had, or I'm sorry, lightsaber clashing they had, it just felt different. There's something weird going on with Star Wars. I don't know what it is. Something weird. Something weird. They, I, do you think it's because they just don't want to have like super violent lightsaber stuff like they used to? I, I don't know, man. I mean... I'm upset. By no, because they freaking cut that stormtrooper in <laughs> well, half I was, I, yeah, in I episode just, I, three. I, I literally thought about that as I said that. <laughs> <laughs> the scene Kylo grabs the lightsaber and ignites it through the guy's face. Right. There's that. I mean, that was sweet. I oh, love that moment. I did like that. That was a... He's I mean, just trying something. The, the sequel trilogy had a lot of moments that were like, bango. But so anyway, he I gets laid. I want Leia. my lightsabers to bleed blood. He gets Leia in a very Batman way. And I thought that was cool. Yeah, so they're running through the hallway, and uh, the secret droid sees him, mm-hmm. ignites the alarm, ignites, starts, blares. Does it. He does the alarm. Does the alarm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and 
all this dialogue between Riva and Tala come to an end because the alarm went off. Right. So Riva runs out to go see what's happening, and then this is when Tala takes care of the stormtroopers. Right. She did seem pretty OP against them. She grabbed one under the helmet and kind of just like pulled it. It was kind of like a eh. yeah. And the guy was like, uh, uh, and falls over. If you rewatch that scene, it didn't look good. No. Oh my god, that's a good one. <laughs> I was I was I was trying to do this. That's what it was. It was a little bit of that. Yeah. But, so, Tala gets away from the stormtroopers that were going to detain her. So then it cuts back to Kenobi, running through. At this point, they know Kenobi's there. Right. Um, so he's running through the hallways with Leia. And this is when we see Obi-Wan getting back to his Obi-Wan ways. Mm. And he starts, in, in all of these scenes, he's deflecting right. shots. Right. And in the beginning, his deflections are missing. Right. And as the scene is progressing, he's getting more and more in tune and right. he's starting to hit his shots. He's starting to deflect it right back. Right. Um, and then during this, while his deflections weren't very accurate, one of the blaster bolts hits the window mm. and they're underwater. So if sure the window are. breaks, that's a whole ocean coming in. Sure is. Um, a whole moon planet of water. Right. So... Obi-Wan uses the force mm. and he strains really hard to hold the water back. Um, and then all these stormtroopers come in. He's deflecting while holding the water. He ends up redirecting the water and flushing out all these stormtroopers. Um, I thought that scene was sweet. Obi had his hallway scene. It, it was, was a, hallway it looked scene. a little bit different. Somebody pointed out, which I loved the scene after seeing it. And then somebody says something that ruins it for you. They're like, okay, who's the engineer? Who's the Imperial engineer that built this underwater base with windows that could not withstand one blaster bullet and also designed it with doors that could not seal properly in case water flooded the hallway. <laughs> it's like, it does seem a little out of order. Dang. Why did you say that? You just ruined it for me. Yeah. But Kenobi had his moment. He had his, which actually it was a similar uh, scene in, Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, that's actually how Cal and his master get away from Darth Vader. Is okay. they end up getting sucked out of a window in an underwater. Well, it's uh, actually hallway. it's actually it's a bummer because it's actually the exact scene uh, in the exact facility. Is it? Yeah, I mean Dang. that's the end of that oh, game. Yeah, is that facility right, right? So I was like, well, that's you guys are cheating. <laughs> you know, <laughs> give me something original. But that's Star Wars, mimicking sure. itself. Yeah. It's like uh, poetry. It rhymes. Jar Jar is the key. To all of this. So anyway, this was my least favorite part of the episode. Again, in a chase scene. Mm. Tala's like, here, put this coat on Kenobi and hide okay. in plain sight. <laughs> yeah, that and was, he just uh... hides Leia in the coat. Right. And they're just walking right. in front of everyone. And no one seems to notice a 10-year-old that, girl in his that, coat. That might have been the part of the episode I pretty much just gave up on. Yeah. I, I, I remember, well, I'm not, I didn't give up. I just, that was the moment that convinced me something, whoa, something went wrong mm. with this episode's production. You would never... You would never film that like that. Sure. Unless you just like, we just got to get these characters from point A to point B. Right. Nothing else matters. You know? Right. Just fast track it. So I don't know. Lazy storytelling. So they're walking through the legions of stormtroopers, all the officers, and then Reva comes up behind and calls them out. A traitor! Calls out Tala. Which, I hope you like pain. <laughs> which is a parallel of Kylo yeah. walking up on... Uh, Finn, Finn and Ray, traitor. That yep. probably just has problems with traitors. They really do. Um, Can't trust anybody. So Tala turns. There's some dialogue. Reva says, "You're about to die for nothing." <laughs> Something stupid <laughs> like that. I I hate her. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Great. I don't I like the voice. <laughs> I don't necessarily. It's not that I don't like the character. I don't like the way she says her voice lines. I agree. I hate it. No, I hate I it so much. I agree. I think the character so far is pretty decent. I mean, like, yeah. there's still a lot of mystery, and it's like, where's this all going? But decent character, the lines, though, and the way that they're delivered, it feels off-brand. Right. It's like, this isn't... You said it in a previous episode. It's like, the, it took me out of Star Wars. 
there's lines that I thought, okay, that's not on paper a terrible line, mm-hmm. but when you have your actors say it, you should you got to kind of think about how they should say it and like interpret that. And in a lot of ways, I don't think Moses Ingram is like a bad actress. I think she was directed to say things. Yeah. In a way that always felt was like always supposed to be threatening. Right. There's like no subtlety left to it. Right. So. Yeah. I mean, a lot of it is directing. A lot of people rip Hayden Christensen for the original uh, trilogy, um, you know, one, two and three. But there's a lot of scenes where Hayden Christensen knocks it out of the park in terms of the emotion that he's conveying. I mean, one of my favorite scenes is after he, he freaking kills all the Tusken Raiders in episode two. Not when it just, just comes to men. like emotion on his face, he's amazing. But then it's like you get talking to Padme about sand and people start losing it. And it's like, well, he was directed to say those lines in the way he said them. And they accepted that shot. So you can't really kill the guy for it. But anyway, they're in this massive hangar. You will Reva- try. Reva calls them out and they're like screwed I mean they've got hundreds of stormtroopers surrounding them and it's like well they got got did they so at this moment a couple homies from the path the network of people that are keeping these force sensitive people refuge um, two ships come in and just start blowing a couple Y wings baby Y wings I don't think those were Y wings Y wings are like the bombers. uh, They're snow speeders. Yeah, from the Hoth. I don't think I don't know know what they're called other than snow snow speeders. Um, Well, anyway, Y wing. No, Y wings. There's Y wings, A wings, B wings, X wings. But that's a parallel with a lot of Star Wars, where last second, a couple fighter ships come in and save the day. I mean, it happens all the time in Clone Wars, all the time in Rebels. Uh, So they come in and they start messing people up. Right, and. uh, it's at this point, Kenobi and Leia and Tala just kind of take their time to... It, the ship lands, comes right. in hot, lands, and Kenobi and Tala are just, like, getting on. And yeah. It's like this chase scene ends yeah. with no sense of urgency. Again, it's just <laughs> well, like they're just safe. R- yeah, Reva is, like, slowly approaching them, and then the other snow speeders start shooting her, and then she's got to direct her attention at that. Oh, jeez, I just punched my mic. <laughs> she's got to direct her attention Gosh. at that snow speeder, and then Which, Obi-Wan just gets away. I think this is my favorite Reva moment, actually, in all the show so far, is she starts deflecting the ship's blaster, uh-huh. and she does the Obi-Wan-Anakin behind-the-back yeah, yeah, deflection thing. Yeah, she's you, got skill. I thought it was sweet. It was. Well, Obi Wan, Tala, Leia—they're safe. They hop on the ship. They take off, and then the other ship goes. All right, I'm right behind you. His name's Wade. Yeah, but he's taking his time. He's like really giving it to Reva. Like, yeah. I'll be with you one sec. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he's like, "All right, right behind you." He peels out, and Reva just force grabs this explosive, which, why would you have an explosive just sitting there in the middle of your hangar? <laughs> well, for I don't know. Right. Maybe it's gas, gasoline. Maybe, yeah. These prices, you can't just be throwing gas around. Like, right. Please, in this economy. <laughs> she yoinks this thing at the ship, Yoink blows one. him up, which I thought was actually pretty sweet. It was pretty cool. Um, and then uh, RIP Wade. and Wait, Yeah, Wade goes down. Yeah. Hashtag... Wade. Never forgive, never forget. <laughs> so then we get Vader. Vader. Coming in hot. That boy dick. I love I love the camera angle of Vader coming in. It's like <laughs> <laughs> it's following his head. Yeah, it's, it's like bobbing. head tracking him. Yeah. So it's like he's ticked. The stormtroopers behind him know somebody's about to get choked. Honestly, the by the end out. of that episode. Same. <laughs> so then he comes in and he just sends Reva to the freaking sky and he says, I told you what failure would be. In a force choke. Yeah, force chokes her up into the sky. And then she's like, I let them go. I let them go. And then he just sets her down. Yeah. Which, Vader, you, sh- you show no mercy. You don't, right. oh, I underestimated you. No. Yeah. If anything, Vader's going to just toss her into the wall and she's going to get right up right through something. the glass he's going to kill everybody in the room and then seal the door <laughs> <laughs> she failed you all failed him take his helmet off and cry <laughs> yeah and this is this is also this is where you you start to feel like the the characterization of vader is becoming kind of like it starts to just feel a little bit fan servicey and i wanted to i mean i wanted to kind of get a sense of like this is not just like 
a nameless, faceless guy. This is right. Anakin Skywalker beneath the mask. So him losing Obi-Wan again. Like, right. there should be something about the the character. Right, that just right. Like, he should be so angry yeah, that but her saying, I let them go, shouldn't cause an immediate... Yeah, right. it, it should be... Because in that sense, it makes him look a little bit incompetent. Yeah. Because there's this idea that they're... It, that he's the one being manipulated around. Right. And it's it's confusing because although I understand why the the story is about Riva in a lot of ways. Right. Darth Vader's not just like a ancillary character. He's gotta God, be no. like a pivotal emotional I, anchor to everything. I said in the last episode, if you were going to bring the most iconic villain in all of film history into the show and you are giving us more Vader context and more Vader scenes and more Vader dialogue than we really have gotten. They're going to put that on a shirt. You better freaking make it count. And I mean, stuff should have been rattling in the room. Things should have been just like crumpled to pieces because he was so ticked. Right. But they weren't. And I did feel like that's not... I, him walking down the hallway, that's the Vader I wanted. Then Reva telling him, I let him go. And then he, like, just gently drops her down. That was not the Vader I wanted. No. It's like he, you don't, her saying I let them go should not, uh, what's the word? Disarm him? Yeah, where he's like, oh, right. Okay, I underestimated you. Oh, my you. gosh. No, oh, it, would okay? like, oh, it would be like, it would be like, okay, he, he, drops her right. and says why right exactly you know like stay angry right why are you just so like boom boom no so she like we find out that she was swap. tracking them sorry sean i totally talked over you there no it's get a real real <laughs> okay um we find out that she's tracking them and then she which immediately puts, i knew she somehow put yeah, something on lola droid. well no because she took lola while right she so had I, lola during the interrogation so she put something on lola where she's now tracking them and she knows where they're going right. i totally so saw that coming too that's what we find out um and that's that's where it ends it's basically how Actually, the episode that, ends. and that once that happened it kind of gave me um like i said earlier the 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 thing where she's holding the droid she's like oh i had a droid Right. Right. I actually really got confused at that point because I rewatched the scene and I said, did she give it? Did she give the droid back to her? Mm. And she didn't, at least not. It, there's no shot of it happening. Right. And that really started to confuse me, too, because I'm like, well, then it sounded like you had a golden opportunity there. Right. You could have had this moment where. Um, Reva is trying to get in Leia's head. Right, we're on the same side here. Yeah, she's here. using like tactical empathy. Yeah, like oh, here's your droid back. Right. After I've sneakily, right, 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 put a little thing in there. Yeah, sneaky sneak. So there's some there's some things in hindsight that just seem like they were missing, and it's it's just kind of confusing that they're, yeah. they're not there. And I I mean I don't want to be nitpicky. I understand that in hindsight everything could be revisited, but right, sure, it's not always that simple when you're actually on the set. Right. So I mean overall. I griped about my gripes. I, overall, I liked the episode and I liked the story. Yeah, like looking too. at the whole story, Leia is in a fortress. Obi-Wan and Tala infiltrate it and get her out. That's a cool story. I want to see that play out. Yeah. There were just a couple of things that this didn't do well enough. And yeah. I've been saying it since the beginning. If you're going to bring Vader in, you better freaking bring him in and freaking bring it. And I didn't think they brought it in episode four. So where do you guys think this is all going? Home. It's all going home. I mean, they know where they're going. They're going to be on their A's. Right. They're tracking on their B's. I mean, at this point, there's two episodes left. Two-thirds of the way done with the when show. When do we get a Qui-Gon sequence? <laughs> Dude, I, if it's not next episode, it better be in the last one. Oh, my yeah. gosh. Qui-Gonials. But how do you, who killed Sanube? My boy. Probably Grand Inquisitor. Probs. Probably Age. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> they just found him dead in the bay. library. <laughs> Cancer. Dang. Oh, my God. Sean. Uh, well, you know, it's, it happens. Dang. Well, Sanube. that wraps up episode four. We did it. In the comments, who killed Sanube? How'd he die? Was it old age? Was it Grand Inquisitor? Was it Riri? Did he, did he do it to himself? Heart attack on the toilet. Shoot. Elvis style. Did he choke nice. on some pie? Freaking king. <laughs> <laughs> a hot dog eating contest, really? No, it was the pie eating pie contest. Pie eating that's contest. Was, yeah. uh, that's a hot round. <laughs> um, so how did Sanube die? What did you guys think of the episode? Uh, what worked? What didn't work? 
Are you sick of Reba? David sure is. <laughs> yeah, that's what I would say. You know, what is uh, what what would work? Sure. Instead of I just hated this, I hated this. I like to think about uh, what would work. I mean, you, you know, I hope this analogy doesn't sound too morbid. Bring it. But I I value bad media. Sure. Because I feel like you can do an autopsy on bad media. Right. You can open it up and just look into like what. What killed this? Sure. What destroyed this episode? What went wrong? And it's good to know those things because either it means you'll identify them going forward, like in the next episode, you'll yeah. start to see the th- see those things, or in the future if you were to create something, yeah, maybe you're you have some better ideas of how to do stuff, right? So I mean, I that's why I say I don't, I didn't like hate the episode because I don't get hateful of things that don't work. I just get curious and I start to get frustrated because some stuff seems like it, it should have been done well under the right circumstances. Yeah. I mean, how much money do I got to throw at these yeah. people? Again, it's like idea. How many of you do I have to kill before I get what I want? Am I not allowed to have what I want? Am I not allowed to have what I need? Get out! Anyway. Yeah. I think storytelling. I love the idea couple times throughout the episode the execution just wasn't there right. which was disappointing um but all right it wasn't there oh shoot Exec- wait no what's the name of the uh the giant starship in uh, executor executor yeah that's it yeah the executor See, there wasn't you go there. dave look at this guy star wars knowledge stuff. look at she dude there's so nine anyway. nine nerds right there like comment subscribe do all the things we love you all so deeply thank you for listening peace